Hi family, welcome to the PIWC Accra podcast, where we are inspired, challenged and equipped to possess our spheres of influence with principles and values from the word of God, preached and taught powerfully by anointed and seasoned men and women of God. We believe strongly that this word will bless your life, so do not keep it to yourself, share it with someone you know needs to hear it. On today's episode of the podcast, we are certain that you'd be blessed even as you receive the ministration of God's word with open hearts. Now family, let's get into the word of God. Glory, honor, and adoration be to our God. You may want to pick your Bibles, notebooks, pens, digital devices. Let's walk through the Word of God for tonight. By God's grace, I'm speaking to you briefly on time and opportunities for maximum impact. Let me take that again. Time and opportunities for maximum impact. Time and opportunities for maximum impact. Please turn with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Verse 11, I have seen something else under the sun. The race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise or wealth to the brilliant or favor to the learned or learned, but time and chance happen to them all. Shall we pray? Father, we bless you for a time like this, sweet spirit. Open the eyes of understanding. Lord, we pray that you impress your thoughts, your purpose upon our hearts and cause us to be doers of your word. Expand the meaning of this test to us and help us through in the name of Jesus. Amen. Right, so we start with a paragraph of scripture in Ecclesiastes 9, 11, which says, I have seen something else under the sun. I have seen, so the author is saying that I have seen something else under the sun. What does it suggest? It suggests that he's gearing up to say something extremely important. Is that not the case? He's gearing up to say something extremely important. And what he's coming to say is based on observation of realities. So what he's alerting his readers is that don't joke with what I'm coming to say. Turn to the one by your side and say that don't joke with the word of God. Because there is something else the author says is seen under the sun. And it is based on observation of realities. So don't joke with what is coming to you. Another possible implication of the statement, I have seen something else under the sun, is that he was earlier on saying certain things and had concluded that aspect. Hence, switching on to another important scope, a new observation. So our interest here is what was he dealing with before switching to the statement in verse 11. Some possible aspects. One, all of us share in a common destiny of death. It was one of the things the author was establishing before he came to the verse 11. Let's look at Ecclesiastes 9 verse 2. Ecclesiastes 9. So the same chapter, the verse number 2, the A part. 
all share a common destiny. Again, I'm using the NIV. The righteous and the wicked. The good and the bad. The clean and the unclean. Those who offer sacrifices and those who do not. So, in fact, the rich, the poor, the wise, the unwise, the educated, the non-educated, male or female, children or adults. We all have a physical side which ends up in death. This was one of the things he was dealing with. The second thing he was dealing with was that although all share a common destiny of death, it is better to be alive than to be dead. Let me state that again. Although all share a common destiny of death, it is better to be alive than to be dead. Let's look at Ecclesiastes 9, verse 4. Remember the same Ecclesiastes chapter 9, but this time reading the verse 4. Anyone who is among the living has hope. Even a live dog is better off than a dead lion. You know what that means? A living being is better than a dead hero. The reason is that the dead cannot participate or influence anything on earth. That is why Jesus had to be resurrected to be alive for his death to be valuable. As long as you remain dead, you are not valuable. Even for those who are dead and their words or experiences live on, they have to live on through human beings who encounter them or have heard about them. So you see that living is crucial for any degree of influence. Another reason, I suppose, is that once you are alive today, you can make a difference to your tomorrow. If you can hear my voice and hear the word of God tonight, it means you are alive. And you can make a difference to your tomorrow. You have opportunity to amend your ways. You have a second chance and you can create more fruitful impacts. The reason is that you are alive. Like I said, if you hear my voice tonight, the word of God tonight, then it means you are alive today. Therefore, you can program your 2024 by the grace of God. Let's shout a big amen to that. So now let's come to the core of the test. So, Ecclesiastes 9, 11. I have seen something else under the sun. That is what we attempted to explain a while ago. Now let's carry on. The race is not to the swifts. Maybe we can do the reading together. It's a very nice scripture there. The race is not to the swift or the battle to the... Nor does food come to the... Or wealth to the... Or favor to the land. Now, the last one, which is called to the theme for tonight. Three, two, one, go. But time and chance happen to them... Oh, I'll give a clap to this scripture. <laughs> Thank you, sweet spirit. Help us to understand. Hmm. The race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise or wealth to the brilliant or favor to the learned. But time and chance happen to them all. Right, let's take time and walk through. We can identify about five concepts or elements or facets of life. It's amazing. The author is hinting on some inescapable facets of life, some things that you cannot escape. Let's see if we can glean it together from the scripture. The race is not 
to the swifts. Hold on. What facet of life is he talking about? He's telling us that life is a... Come on, are you here? Life is what? Haven't you heard this before? Life is a race. Some people sometimes want to say that, come on, I'm not in competition with anyone. Hey, take it easy. Whether you like it or not, the reality is that life is a race. So that is the first lesson over there. Then the second one is, or the battle to the strong. What do you think he's hinting there? Life is a, come on, shout it if you believe it. Life is a, haven't you heard this life is war? Yes, that, the tree version of Rayoko. Life is a battle. Life is full of battles. Life is war. He doesn't want you to miss this. Now let's move to the third one. The third facet or element of life. Nor does food come to the wise. It means that food is life. There's a phrase like that, something to consume. You need that. You must earn a living. You must survive. So there is a component of food. It includes water or anything that goes into the body. To keep us alive. So food is life. Let's move on to the fourth one. Or wealth to their brilliance. So wealth or riches. Something we get as a result sometimes of work. Or as a result of blessing or opportunity. It's essential for life. People have said poverty is sickness. Then wealth is actually life. So, the fifth one, and maybe the final lesson over there, I don't mean in any way to say that there are only five elements of life. There could be more. But what the author in Ecclesiastes 9-11 is pointing us to these five points. And I suppose they are so crucial. And if you master these five points, you will already be accelerating in 2024 because you will get the secret to success in life. What is the fifth one? Of favor. To the learned or learned. So it means that favor makes the difference in life. Let's see if we have identified the components together. Life is a race. It is a battle. You need food or we need food. Wealth or riches are required and we need favor. Have you seen how the components have been summarized? Life is a race. It is a battle. We need food, wealth, or riches are required, and we need favor. We wouldn't have time for all of them, so maybe I'll just pick life as a race. Hallelujah. Let's go back to Ecclesiastes 9, 11. That's where we stay tonight. The race is not to the swift, or the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise, or wealth to the brilliant, or favor to the learned. But time and chance happen to them all. You see that he's saying the same thing in five different forms. The race is not to the swift, or the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise, or wealth to the brilliant. So he's comparing certain things in life. Once we understand the first part, we can relate with all the other parts. So please take note of the verse. The verse starts by classifying all human beings into two groups. Look at the race. The verse says that the race is not to the 
For someone to be swift, someone must be what? Come on. For someone to be swift, someone must be slow. So the classification of life in terms of race is that there are people who are swift and others are... So it's a basic classification of human beings. So now let's move on to the other one. It describes someone as strong. For somebody to be strong, the other person must be hot, weak. Then on food, it describes somebody as wise. For somebody to be wise, another group of people must be unwise. The, that word with the F is too strong, so you let's use unwise. <laughs> I can't say let's use unwise. It's a more polite word in English. <laughs> Then on wealth, he says that it's not to the brilliant. So there must be another group of people. Find a word for them. Now to the other participants, he says that favor is not for the learned. So there would be another group who are unlearned. So there are two categories of people. You want to decide which side you belong. You see, the thing about life is you may be praising yourself for being in a better group. Wait till you meet someone who is better than you. You may think you are fast until you meet somebody who is faster than you. So we all swing from one side to the other. At one point in time, you are the highest, but you get to a place you are the least. You may be great as a young person only to grow to realize that the things you did whilst you were young, you are no longer able to do. You may be the fastest person when you were in college or school or uni, but now when we blow the whistle, if you are not careful, someone has to carry you. So we all swing from one side to the other. It is like a pendulum. You can perform better on one occasion, yet perform poorly on another occasion. Life as a race, dear ones. We are all chasing after common and limited resources. We all want to share limited resources, the economies can explain that better to us. But if we want to be very basic for clarity, then we all chase after limited schools. In Ghana, it wasn't long when the BEC exams results were released. And I know most parents were chasing for the best schools. Knowing very well that Wesley girls cannot take all the children, but almost every child wants to be there. We all run after limited resources. The Prempers and the many good schools around. Even in the advanced economies where opportunities are bound, there are no enough space for everybody to be in the best institution. So we have limited resources. We all chase after limited hospitals and medical care. What about jobs? What about lands? What about opportunities? So there is an inbuilt tension of competition in life, whether you like it or not. And we are all sharing in common resources. But you see, God gave enough resources to mankind, but our own greediness and wickedness has led to unfair distribution and limited quantities. May God have mercy. But friends, besides these economic indicators, we are all racing towards one thing called death. Whether we like it or not, we are racing towards it. A day on our life is a day towards death. People don't like this. People don't like this, but it's a reality. 
is the real. Let's carry on so that we don't digress. Now we know life as a race, and there are two groups of athletes, the swifts and the slow. Ideally, who should be the winner? Shouldn't it be the swiftest, the quickest, the one who is able to take shortcuts, the one who knows the route? In fact, the fastest must get there earlier than all others. But there's a different observation. If you are into athletics, you will see using boats now, and you see whether it's a hamstring, the fastest record history for those of you who have followed him. But there was a time in his race he couldn't finish. So the race is not to the swifts all the time. It isn't at all. It isn't. It isn't. It isn't. Some have muscle cramps whilst running, hamstring pain. Some athletes don't even turn up for the race. So if you are slow, there is hope for you. Hey, hey, hey. Is somebody ready? If you are slow, there is hope for you. <laughs> oh, my God. Friends, what amazes me is, in our case, the finishing line is determined by God. Last time I told you that, <laughs> what if he changes the finishing line and brings it to where you are so that the last position rather becomes the finishing line? The race is not to the swifts. So if you are slow, there is hope. <laughs> Another mystery, dear ones, is that we have different finishing lines or assignments. Some are to finish at the 50-meter line, and once you get there, you are done. Others are to finish at the 100-meter line. Once you get there, you are done. Still others, the 200, and for others, the 400-meter line. The problem is for those who are to finish on the 100-meter line who stop at the 50-meter line. And those who are to finish at the 400-meter line who stop at the 200-meter line. I pray that the grace of God will come upon all of us. And we will finish our race in the name of Jesus. So now we know that the race is not to the swifts. But let's look at the last line of the verse 11 where we have been staying. But time and chance happen to them all. Can we shout it together, dear ones? But time and chance happen to them. So you see, the them over there, if we are limited just to the race, then it says that time and chance happen to the swift and the slow. Do you get it? If you come to the battle side, then time and chance happen to the strong and the weak. So that's how he's trying to. So he summarizes everything and says, hey, there are events in life. Five of them have listed. There are two categories of people. Those in the positive side and those in the weak side. But there is a common denominator. Because God is a just God, there is something he has given to the strong and there is something he has given to the weak. There is something he has given to the brilliant and there is something he has given to the one who is not as brilliant as the other. There is something he has given to the wise and there is something he has given to the unwise. There is something he has given to the swift and there is something he has given to the slow person. And he says that these two things are called chance and what? Time. Time and what? Chance. By the way, the word chance over there refers to opportunity. I know some versions use luck and all that, but the true meaning over there is opportunity. 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 Dear ones, this simply means that the common denominator of life, 
or the common denominators of life are time and opportunities. These two, time and opportunities, define who you become. And dear brothers and sisters, I come with the word of God to you that what determines who you will be in 2024 and the years ahead, what determines them is based on how you utilize these two things. Because it is the common denominator. They are the common denominators to all classes of people. What are these two things? Time and what opportunities. Being fast is good. Being strong, wow, excellent. Being wise, being brilliant, and learned are great achievements. In fact, look at them carefully. They are the things we all encourage ourselves to do. Or they are the things we are encouraged to strive for. You must be fast or smart in life. You must be strong. Why would you want to choose being weak? You must study hard. You must be brilliant. But friends, the elevators of these attributes are called time and opportunities. Are you getting the import of the message? So it means that all other factors are extremely good. Never discourage yourself in achieving them. But they must be placed on a platform of two authors. One is called time and the other one is called opportunity. So it doesn't matter how strong you are. If you mess up with time, you are weak. It doesn't matter how learned you are. If you mess up with opportunities in 2024, you will not achieve it. It doesn't matter how wise you are. It doesn't matter the favors that will come your way. If you mess up with time and opportunities in 2024, you aren't going anywhere. We want to shake ourselves and be more disciplined towards time. Now call unto God for wider opportunities and ability to spot the opportunities, manage the opportunities, and you will see what will become of you in 2024. If you believe it, shout a big amen. Dear ones, I don't have much time to go into teaching on just time. But maybe a few points. It is the only currency that is equal across the globe. You know, people can be spending pounds, euros, dollars. And when you convert to your currency, I know there are Nigerians here. That's why I'm not just saying CD. So it could be converted to Naira. It could be converted to your currency. It could be converted to any currency from anybody in the social space listening to us. But the value is not the same. The pound to your currency, the dollar to your currency is not the same. But there is a currency which is the same. It doesn't matter whether you are spending yen. It doesn't matter whether you are spending dollar. It doesn't matter whether you are spending pound, CD, Nara, Kobo, or whatever it is. And this currency is called time. It is called 24 hours. The same 24 hours is given to somebody in Great Britain. The same 24 hours is given to somebody in Accra. The same 24 hours is given to somebody in my village. And the same 24 hours is given to everyone across the globe. The common currency that God has given man is time. Are we together on this? Your time value is the worth of what you do per hour. So you see, currencies have their way, they have their value, but as far as time is concerned, what you do per hour determines the value of your time. 
For some people are now of their time is worth 10,000 Ghana CDs. Add this 100,000 Ghana CDs, some $10,000 or pounds. Add your currency to that. Better still, for some, their value per hour in terms of what they do is eternal credit. They intercede per the clock. They pursue righteousness. They study and search the scriptures and they gain eternal credit. They sing in church. They pray for the sick. They lead people to receive the Holy Ghost baptism. In addition to what they gain for their economic life, their time value is rich. What do you do with your time? We've identified two important aspects. What do you do with your time? In life, you cannot say, I am not doing anything. In the 24-hour clock, you are either reducing or adding value to yourself, others, or to a thing. Let me repeat that. There is nothing like I'm not doing anything. In the 24-hour clock, you are either adding or reducing value to yourself, for yourself or to yourself, to others, and also to things. So you're not doing anything is a reduction of value unto yourself. Hello, are you getting it? Some are valued negatively right from the where starts. So if you are valued negatively per clock by 1,000 Ghana cities, then in 24 hours, you know that you are already owing some 24,000. Hello. A new year is not an indication that you have one more year added to you. Please let us get this understanding well. A new year is not an indication that you have one more year added to you. No, you don't have the year yet. It is rather an indication that you have already spent one year. Hello. So as we get into 2024, what it means, you see, we are yet to get the 12 months of 2024. But what we are sure of is that we have spent the 12 months of 2023. So a new year, a fresh entry into a new year, is an indication of what you have spent in time past. One year has been taken off your useful years we don't have the 12 months of 2024 yet. But what we have to our credit is on past 12 months called 2023, which is subtracted from your total years on earth. This is why Psalm 92 verse 12 would admonish and pray that teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. It is important to count time well, dear ones. Otherwise, You'll be counting forward instead of counting backward. Let me explain that. Say God is going to bless you with 90 years. Once you turn 50, do you know what it means? You are left with 40 years. Whilst you are excited, I remember giving this illustration. Whilst you are excited for your 51st birthday, you must also count it right. That you are one year short of the remaining 40 years, which you had last year. Dear ones, in 2024, let us value time. Turn to the one by your side. In 2024, let us value time. Let's repeat that. So a swift, strong, wise, brilliant, and learned person who does not manage his or her time well will be reduced to nothing. You become what you spend your time on. Ah, did you get that? You become 
what you spend your time. As I was preparing and the Lord was ministering to me, I was checking within myself that, hey, in 2024, I will be more decisive on what I spend my time on because I become what I spend my time on. For those who are hearing the word of God today, either physically present or in the virtual space, you become what you spend your time on. Either way, if Christ has not returned, tomorrow will come. It will not be dependent on how you spend the time. It is programmed to come if Christ is to tarry. Therefore, if you have something good to do, do it because tomorrow either way will come. If you have a course to study and it's going to take you three years, in 2024, start it. Because whether you like it or not, three years after 2024 will come if Christ Jesus has not returned. If you have a business to start, start it. Because whether you like it or not, it will not wait for whether you were able to start it or you were not able to start it. The time clock is ticking whether you like it or not. And it is a universal commodity to all. Those who maximize their time in 2024 will come back and give a testimony of blessing and glorify the name of the Lord. Friends, all we should be asking God for is, God, help me to number my days aright. Help me to be disciplined. Help me to manage time very well. If you need to acquire any skill, go ahead and do it. Because it will come anyway. The time will be spent. Spend time to develop yourself spiritually through a consistent devotional life and participation in church activities. Over time, I'm sure you remember that we've said that the time value is the wealth of what you do per hour. Then you become what you spend your time on. Our cry tonight on that component is that, Lord, teach us to manage our time well in 2024 and help us to be disciplined. Let me quickly look at opportunities. We have identified the utilization of time and opportunity as the major deciding factors for success and fulfillment in life. Bishop Oyedepo, I listened to him some time ago. And he defined opportunities in a very beautiful way. He said that it is a chance for great possibilities in a man's life. In fact, it is the gateway to great destinies. Opportunities are the gateways to great destinies. They are life blocks with which great destinies are built. Please sit up and listen to this carefully. Opportunities are life blocks with which great destinies are built. If you get an opportunity to meet a Goliath, and you are a David in 2024, you are on your way to your throne. You didn't get that. You see, many people are looking for finished goods. I was explaining yesterday to a respected individual and said, that, look, sometimes we misinterpret the scripture that says that promotion does not come from the north, the south, and all that, but it comes from the Lord. What the Lord does to promote is to create vacancies. If he's preparing a throne for you, you meet a Goliath first and you must carry the spirit of David to overcome a Goliath in 2024 before you get your throne in 2024. If you are a Joseph and you hear that someone has a terrible dream, it is your ability to interpret the dream that will take you out of your prison and position you at your rightful place. If you are Jesus and you see the cross 
then it is your ability to survive the cross and come back to life that will take you to your throne and be seated at the right-hand side of the Father. Opportunities are destiny creators. If you are Moses and you see the burning bush, then what you are preparing yourself to become is to become the deliverer of the Israelites. Do we have the Moseses here? Do we have the Davis here? Do we have the Josephs here? And do we have those in the likeness of Christ Jesus? 2024, we must prepare for our moments. Opportunities activate destiny. Hey. Opportunities activate destiny. For where you have to be in 2024, as you manage your time, you have to be able to spot opportunities that come your way and maximize them. Friends, they refer to a set of circumstances that make it possible to do something. But you see, the beauty of it is these circumstances are scattered in the air. It is your ability to identify and grab them and maximize them that will release you onto your future in 2024. However, there are wrong opportunities that can lead you astray and you don't need to utilize them. We need to identify them. I'm preparing to learn. Listen to this carefully. We've touched on time. We are still touching on opportunities. The world is saturated with opportunities, but it depends on whether they are right ones or not. The believer's task is to identify the right ones and throw their weight on them. Maybe in a proper teaching class, we can look at how to identify opportunities, manage opportunities, and how to prepare yourself and all that. But for tonight... There is something else we can do along the lines of opportunities. Calling them into being. Speaking into them before they come. You see, opportunities are avenues of engagement necessary for an individual's death phase. The Bible sometimes describes it as a door. As a door. Let's listen to the words God inspired Paul to write. 1 Corinthians 16 8 to 9. 1 Corinthians 16, 8 to 9. But I will stay on at Ephesus until Pentecost. And now, child of God, hear the word of God here carefully. Because a great door for effective work has opened to me. You know the meaning of that? A great opportunity has opened to me. The believer must look for a great opportunity in 2024. Because Paul is saying that a great door for, now, the word over there is effective work. There are some work types that are not effective. They don't give results. They will not take you to the place of destiny. But opportunities we are going to call into being tonight are the ones that will make you effective, are the ones that will make your family productive, are the ones that will make the church productive, are the ones that will make the nation productive. It is called effective work. Effective work. But now remember, there are many who oppose me. So there is opposition towards opportunities. Sometimes the doors will open, but there are people who are opposing that. And there are systems that can oppose that. The thing with opportunities is that, dear ones, because of the fall, if you are to enter any town called opportunities or enter any room called opportunities, you will meet good and bad opportunities. You will meet opportunities which are opened and opportunities, these same opportunities are closed at the same time. 
But what you must do is to shut the bad opportunities and open the right opportunities. Tonight, is somebody ready to do that? You shut the wrong opportunities and you open the right opportunities. For Paul says, a great door for effective work has opened to me. We pray for great doors of opportunities in 2024. All of us here, members of the PIWC family, let me extend it to all believers or people who will be accepting Christ Jesus who are listening to the word of God today. A PIWC consists of members. In the year 2024, we are going to be talking about city churches. It does not mean that we have collapsed PIWCs. Listen to this carefully. A PIWC or a member that is already influencing the city is in a city church. A PIWC that is influencing the city is already a city church. Why am I linking this? Opportunities must come. For us to become a city church, there are things over the past five years we've been talking about called the spheres of life, the spheres of life, or the pillars of influence. If you are a member under tonight's ministration, because we are scaling ourselves up to the next level, what we are calling now is to be able to seize the city, is to be able to seize that workplace, is to be able to seize that family life, is to be able to seize those opportunities. By doing that, we have become effective. Is somebody in the house of the Lord. So now, when we look at education, students over here, we've touched on time. We've touched on opportunities. In a moment when we begin to pray, you must crave, you must call for opportunities in the educational field. That if it takes one person to succeed, it must be you. Lecturers over here take possession of the education field. Headmasters, headmistresses, in fact, those in the educational field, because 2024, prophetically, as our chairman has declared, is the unleashing year. It means doors of opportunities in the educational field must open to all who will decide to pursue. Right from the certificate to the degree level. Right from the BECE to the WASI to the GCE, IGCE, A-levels, to the degree, master's, and PhD level. These doors must be open unto the church. Is somebody ready now? It means from tonight's program, if you were weak in any area, tonight you are taking opportunity and taking grace to a cell over there. We don't have much time, but in the sciences and technology, for those who are working in the labs, for those who are doing coding, for those who are doing websites, for those who are working on our IT systems, it is the year where we are unleashed to take over because opportunities will come. For those in media and entertainment, we are looking at those who are taking photographs, videos, those who are editing, those who are working on the sound, those who are working on every aspect of media and entertainment. 2024 is your year. We command the door to swing for you in the name of Jesus. Those who are in politics or will be going into politics. The forces, those in the military, those in fire service, those in the police, those in security, those in the government. This is your year. Wherever you are, which side you belong. As long as you are a child of God, we are calling for the door of blessings to open unto you in the name of Jesus. Those in the arts and culture, 
those chiefs among us, those who are royals, those who are taking us to another dimension. In this day of the Lord, as you manage your time, we call on divine opportunities for you to have. Now in business and economics, you may not be into education, you may not be into science, you may not be into technology, you may not be into media and all that, but you have a business. You have a store at the corner. You are in the supermarket. 2024, as we call for opportunities, we pray for expansion and influence over there because the entire church is being unleashed into that arena. Now in sports, in spiritual matters, your prayer life must go to another level. Your Bible study life must go to another level. Those in the legal field, you will become a voice for the nation. Those in the legal field, you will become the one to define the scope. In the name of Jesus. Those in the health sector, the nurses, the midwives, the pharmacists, the health assistants, the doctors, name them, the surgeons. In fact, the, 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 the consultants and all that. This is our year. As we manage our time and we unleash out, friends, wherever you are, you are taking charge of it. And now all other spheres you may be involved in. Tonight, time is of essence. The opportunity, we must call them into being, they exist, but we should be able to close the ones that are not of God and demand that the ones that are of God in fact, whatever you desire in 2024, as long as you're in line with the will of the Lord, speak unto God and let these doors of opportunities be open unto you. Maybe you were stopped in 2023. Yes, understand. The Bible says that a great door for effective work has been opened, but many oppose. So there can be opposition. But tonight, by the word of the Lord, in the name of Jesus, let doors open unto all of us. So, friends... They may be the swiftest, strong, wise, brilliant, and learned. But the one who manages his or her time well and claims opportunities in various spheres of influence would make maximum impact. God bless you.